Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine Opie show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri, and she shed Cheryl. My God, it, the list goes on. So, you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, welcome back. We're here for another, uh, another episode of Free Kicks where we talk football. Soccer, absolutely. Uh, on a dreary, on a dreary Tuesday. You know, let's be honest about the term football, just to start things off, because if if any sport should be called football, it should be this one, totally. right? I mean, they play the entire sport with their feet. Right. American football makes no sense to call it football. No, it should be handball. That's what yeah. it should be. Throw ball, actually. Yeah. Throw ball is what or they tackle call. ball. <laughs> tackle. Or, or uh, rugby light, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, here we are with another episode, and first thing we have to do is find out Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Got to find out what's happening on the pitch, and there were some uh, some fun games over the weekend. Yes. Uh, not uh, not a lot of action, but there was a derby. Yes. Big derby, Man United, Man City. Did you get a chance to see the show? The, I, I did watch the whole game. It was bits and pieces. We was running around with our Chelsea contingent this weekend. But uh, oh, by but, the way, it was nice to see Ian again. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it was great uh, at the banquet there, yeah. which we'll talk about here a little bit later. But yeah, it was it was great. A good, get, I mean, pretty good game for Man United, yeah. considering everything that's been going on. And quietly, they're ten games unbeaten. Yeah, they really are. Uh, you know, Fernandez has been a big signing for them. He is uh, he is really settled down the midfield. Yeah, and Pogba now is going to come back and go. Hey, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I think uh, Fernandez has been great for them. He's just changed the game completely for them. And what's really been nice is I can see there's a little bit of leadership in there as well. I think there was a little clip of him going off at uh, Pep. Uh, to, on the sideline, I don't know if you saw that. No, but I yeah. missed that. So he just uh, put his he put his finger up to uh, Pep's up up to his mouth. Uh, oh wow! To stop Pep from talking, so uh, I think Pep was getting a little bit frustrated with everything that was going on. Well, I, I was looking at the stats from the game, and it looked like uh, Man City had the ball the entire game. Yes, and Man U got an early goal, parked the bus, and then. Got a counterattack right. goal later, right? And that's been pretty much how it's been working against well, Man you know, City. That is a great way to play them. Yeah, and and to be fair, Man City never really created a bunch of chances. They had one goal disallowed, Aguero, but they, you know, Man United did a really nice job of keeping it consolidated, keeping it compact, and then, you know, and and to be fair, the goalkeeper wasn't his best game. True, you know, uh, Man City's goalkeeper and uh, had a bit of a shocker on the first one. Probably could have got down, maybe used his feet, and then the second one, he rolled it out a bit too far, and then he was out of his goal when uh, McTonamy scored that second goal. I think it's the neck tattoo. Yeah, 
I think you get rid of the neck tattoo, you're going to be a much better keeper. Everyone knows that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your guys, uh, Chelsea. Uh, as you mentioned, we had some Chelsea people here yeah. in uh, Chicago this week. But yeah. uh, what a win against Everton. I tell you. I think arguably people have said this is their best performance of the year. They won 4 0. Yeah. Um, and that was after they knocked out Liverpool in yeah. the FA Cup during the week. Right. Another big win. So uh, now they all, all they have to do is score four goals against Bayern Munich and. Uh, we'll be in. Yeah. Quietly <laughs> six goals against the Liverpool contingent of the two teams in two week, in two games. Yeah. yeah they, they played really well. And the exciting part, and I'm going to tell you about him. Billy Gilmore. Yes, the 18, youngster. 18 year old got his Premier League debut. Wow, he was tremendous. They're saying in the last two games he's been the you know, the man of the match. Yeah. In both games. And it was really nice to watch him because he's just demanding the ball yeah. all the time, wanting to get on the ball. He's screaming at William, screaming at Aspilaqueta to get the ball. <laughs> oh, it, it, he you is. You can't teach that, by No, the way. you can't. You can't. And uh, control the game. And some really nice interplay between him and the other midfields, Mason Mount, and then getting into Giroud. And four goals, four different goal scorers. Really nice Mount game. Mount looked really good, too. Yeah. So, um, when we were in Chelsea, mm -hmm. was he one of the players that we saw there on the... Uh, he was the, just actually, it was, I think it might have been just maybe weeks before that he had just literally crossed over the road. Okay. You know what I yes. mean? So he's literally, now, he was from the about, academy, yes. graduated. Frank said, you're with us now. I okay. mean, imagine that as a oh, player. man. And that must be really an emotional thing. It's like... Hey, can you go see Frank in his office? And then you go in and then you said, we've moved your stuff over to this locker room now. Yeah. You're going to be with the first team. I, I couldn't even imagine how he must have felt. And I'm sure his parents were extremely proud. And especially going to a, a club like Chelsea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, not only are you making it on the first team, it's Chelsea. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. You know, and he, he's he's from Scotland originally, grew up in Scotland, and obviously they brought him down and uh Wow, he he's been great. I mean, he should be a he should be Scotland's best player from now on. Well it's funny that uh you know, they've got all these kids, mm -hmm. right? And Chelsea and we saw how they did it, you know, yeah. their their academy, but they really have the team we watched, there there were two or three players there on the U18s or 19s, whatever we watch. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, he's a first I, team ready to ready and waiting type of thing. Yes. Yeah, you, you're right. And I think what it is, I mean, a lot of it goes down to obviously Frank Lampard, giving these players the opportunity to play. Not all the other managers have done that. People say, well, he was kind of, his hand was forced, forced because yeah. of the old transfer ban. But I think also you've got to remember he was doing this before. He did this at Derby. He was able to you know, bring in younger players. That's what he's done. It's just really been really a nice situation to see these players blooded in with the older players. And it's Chelsea, you know, for considering what we didn't know what was going to happen after losing arguably our best player in the last five, five, ten years in Eden Hazard, we're still in fourth place. Well, and you got to, uh, you got to remember that whenever they bring up one of these young guys, that's uh, a lot cheaper. That's <laughs> a lot cheaper yes. than, than going out and getting one. And then if they bring them onto the, the, the main club and they get a little playing time, then suddenly those 
kids are worth millions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be interesting. How much is Billy Gilmore worth right now? So, right. I mean, his stock has risen immensely. All right, let's talk about the battle for fifth, because really that's yeah. the most interesting part right now. And we say fifth because of Man City's situation. Mm-hmm. With the, More than likely, I think they're going to uphold at least a one-year ban in the Champions League. Right. Um, and Man U right now sits in fifth place with yep. 45 points. As you mentioned, they haven't lost in 10 games. Yeah. Um, but between Man U and Crystal Palace, which is in 11th place, and they've won three in a row, um, any of these teams could win. Yeah. Could get into fifth. We're talking about uh, the Wolves, Sheffield United, Tottenham, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. All of them are within six points Yeah, with nine games to go. Yeah, it's really tight. All these teams, and for the most part this past weekend, they won. You know, there might have been a few draws here and there, but they're all kind of keeping up with each other. Um, So it was the bottom group that ended up losing most of the time, whereas the previous week they won all the time. Right. Uh, But, yeah, this is going to go down to the wire. I I really do think that. And uh, uh, Man United's playing well. Wolves is still playing great too. I mean, and, and Sheffield United is still finding ways to win. So uh, anything can happen. I know. And and fifth place will go to the Champions League. Is yes, what we're, is exactly. What we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the champion itself of the Premier League, how many more games does Liverpool need to win to secure it? Yeah, it's kind of changed a little bit. I think if I if we look at it now, I believe it's two wins. Okay. So only two more wins. Um, it was interesting. People were adding up points together. So if, I think I saw if you added Leicester City's and Manchester United's point total, there's still maybe only a few points up over Liverpool. <laughs> so you're adding teams points. Yeah, this was the score in terms of where what they're at. What is the earliest anyone has ever clinched the uh, Premier League? This, this will definitely be the earliest. Okay. I mean, they're saying theoretically bef- before Liverpool plays again, they could they could even win it because of Man City has two games uh, uh, before Liverpool. So if let's say they have a r- rough run, they might wow. they might just be sitting there like oh, we just won the league well done gents wow but yeah so it could 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 happen like that but and they haven't won it in thirty years yeah it's good and be Liverpool a- is just aching for yeah. this yeah this is this was their priority from day one right I mean it's amazing that a team like Liverpool has won so many Champions Leagues in the last thirty years yeah but haven't won the league in such I a know. long time. And so now this is going to be a celebration for them. So And they could be in trouble in the Champions League this year. Uh, yeah. You know, because they're going to play Atletico Madrid, I think, next week. Right. Um, and they're down one nothing already. Down a goal. Yeah. But they are at, at home. I know. And, and they play very well. And they do. And yeah. And that, if, I think the, they set the record for most home wins in a row this past weekend. Yes. Yeah. So that's how good they are. At right. Home. Although they didn't play as well. No. Scraped the win, but still won. Yeah. That's the key. All right. Uh, let's talk about the coronavirus because yeah. it's the number one story in the news, but it is also affecting football uh, in Europe. And it, uh, it hasn't really hit the Premier League yet. Yeah. Um, but the owner of Nottingham Forest, 
is also the owner of Olympiacos. Right, right. And he was diagnosed with corona disease. Yeah, so the big story that just came out today, you know, that they're saying he was at the game this past weekend at Millwall. So they were there. He was there hugging players, shaking hands, you know, like owners do. And they're in the championship, right? And they're in the championship. But the problem is, too, he's also the manager of Olympiacos. I mean, the owner of Olympiacos, sorry. So with him being the owner, they're scheduled to play Wolves this week. So Wolves is worried about the whole situation as well. Yeah, Wolves have actually asked the league to postpone that game. Wow. So there you go. There you go. And I I know other games are happening. So I believe I was just reading real quickly. Manchester United's game could be behind closed doors uh, against uh, in their in their Europa League. So you're going to see more of these happening as we move forward. Well, Juventus is definitely playing in front of an empty stadium. Yep. uh, Because Italy, the entire country is shut down. Right. So they're not going to play any games in front of fans. And I think PSG made the announcement also that they are not going to play in front of crowds anymore. <laughs> what a week of watching games. It's not, yeah. I mean, it's going to be more, more sound at home than there is. It'll be that. like a, a sitcom with a laugh track. <laughs> exactly, you know, to... yeah. Hey! <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing in Italy. You know, 60 million people staying in their homes, complete lockdown, nobody walking around, nobody... I mean, obviously, you can go out when you need to, but right. everybody's got the the masks on and, and different things. It's... It's serious yeah. stuff. It, it really is. It really is. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know it's serious when it's affecting football. Yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because that's the most important thing throughout all of Europe. Totally. <laughs> exactly. I mean, now now it's, now it's everybody's concerned. What? There's no games? Yeah. That's, that, I now can't go watch? This is a problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, I have a question for you. Yeah. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you something about the FA Cup yeah. because this is something that's kind of a foreign thing to Americans, and right. we can't really follow it here uh, <laughs> unless you have uh, was it ESPN Plus? No, where, where is it on? Uh, yeah, it's on ESPN Plus okay. for the most part. Yeah, um, so we can't really follow it that closely unless you have you pay extra for it. Yeah, but we're down to the final eight. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is this: Is how does the format work? Yeah. Is it uh, still a home and away, or is it single elimination at this point? Yep, straight knockout, single elimination okay. from now on. So, And it always is like that. So okay. up until this point, teams have played, you know, three games to get to the quarterfinals. Yeah. The, all the Premier League teams, as I think, as you noted, I think every team that's left now is Premier League teams. They're all Premier League teams. So yes. we've got eight left. Okay. Um, but I think I may have even mentioned this before on previous shows, but... The non-league teams, the un, the non-professional teams are, are all the way through. They start back in right. at the start of the year. So this has been going on since August, which is amazing. And so they play those games to get to this point. Now we're down to eight. They play each other. It's just one game. Typically, there's no replays uh, at certain times, but I, I have to double check on that. Uh, they may end up having a replay because of what's going on here with games. So, well, how do they pick the home team? That's the thing. Just I'm... straight out of the hat. So whoever okay. gets picked first, so they got those eight teams left out the hat. First one is the home team. Okay. So the teams that are left, we got Leicester City against Chelsea. Yep. Newcastle, Man City, uh, Sheffield uh, versus Arsenal, and Norwich City still in there. Yeah. Against uh, Man United. Okay. So and we're playing those games the weekend of March 21st, 22nd. So the following weekend, yeah. So, right. yeah, it should be good. I mean, I, 
that's that's actually quite a nice little group of teams. Yeah, it is. And uh, could be a good final, depending on how everything hits. But here's the beauty of it. Let's say Chelsea wins, and let's say Man City wins. They could play each other in the next round. There's no seeding of any type. Oh, they're it's not just, like in brackets. Nope, no brackets. Not not so. Wow, none whatsoever. That's cool. Yeah, so it could be anything, and you could be a home game, away game, whatever. When they get to the final four, they do the semifinals at Wembley and the final at Wembley. Okay, so that's a so neutral there's no game. home advantage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unless you're Tottenham. Yeah, because they played it all. At Wembley for a while. Right, there, that's yeah. true. That's true. Back in the day, they used to have neutral sites at Premier League clubs. Like Aston Villa always used to host a semi-final. And then Arsenal the old, at the old Highbury always used to host a semi-final. Okay. And it was really quite cool, even though they may not have been in there. Yeah. it was That was kind of the, the group. But well, I guess that, now that I look at it, Tottenham's not one of the final eight either. So, yeah, but yeah. All right. Well, so there you go. Now it's time for uh, Adam's favorite uh, part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, and you know, I should say this in Adam's defense. First of all, it's, this is a difficult thing to do, to, <laughs> to guess one player out of an entire league. Secondly, we're recording this at 9.25 in the morning, yeah. and you're on your first cup of coffee. Right. I mean, so those of you who are high and mighty at home because you beat Adam every week, yeah. try doing it at 9.25 a.m. With the pressure that is undoubtedly <laughs> on right now. I agree. I agree. All right. So here we go. Okay. Uh, this year, this week's uh, star is 29 years old. Okay. Okay. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> he wears number 26. All right. And for those of you playing at home, if you uh, beat Adam, give yourself a nice pat on the back. But uh, we have some more clues. I think I might know. I'm oh. just going to throw one out there. Really? Askupleta, Dave, Dave, as he's known for Chelsea. No, that's okay. a good guess. All right, All right then. Uh, he, he, this one was born and raised in France, but is the captain of another country's national team. Hmm. Before coming to his current club, he was part of a Premier League champion team. They won the championship of yeah, okay. the Premier League. Okay. Um, by the way, having a, a league called the championship really makes the word champion hard to use yeah, in, it, in England. It's not the best, is yeah. it? That's for sure. Uh, all right. So he is a champion, wow. right? He's right. 29, born in France, captain of another country's national team. All right. <laughs> he His current team won the championship last year. Meaning they won the championship of the Premier League. You won the. They won the Premier League. Thank you. They won the Premier League last <laughs> so year. They won the Premier League last year. Manchester right. City. Yes. Were the champions. Whereas number twenty six. Yes. So, it's a Leicester. He was formerly with Leicester. That is correct. And he plays on the wing. Yes. I'm biding myself some time because I'm having a mental block. <laughs> He's a, uh, a Muslim. Muslim. Yes. Um, and he is. He's the best player ever in the Premier League with the first name of Riyadh. Mares. Very good. <laughs> mental block. There he was. I knew it. I knew it. I, I, I did know that you knew the answer to that one. I so, know. Well, I just I needed that little help of Riyadh. There he is. There he is. All right. So. 
Uh, we still have a lot more coming in the show. We've, we're going to talk about uh, what's happening in uh, Adam's office, including a visit from Chelsea. We'll pick this weekend's games. We have Adam's TV tip. All of that is coming up uh, right after this. Uh, stay with us. I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. <laughs> Can you see my doodle from where you no. are? You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. <laughs> he, uh, so you've seen his doodle? Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. <laughs> Back to you with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. If you missed Los Losano or Los Losano and Friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I mean, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. Do you think God. that Glenn Beck oh has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn... Yeah. As a showman, I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. Yeah. I think Rush truly believes what he says. It. Really, I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh -uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it, mm. and he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it, and he could do it without calls. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what very I'm few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis, and there's guys. I mean, literally, there are guys that you know. Tom Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid that we can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell. Lausano, or whatever it's called. And we're back. Uh, let's uh, find out what's happening uh, locally. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. So, big week at the office. Ooh, what a weekend. It was really busy. Uh, I noticed you didn't uh, cancel the uh, the 
banquet nope. for any reason. Nope, nope. You know, which is good. I had a little uh, bit of hand sanitizer. We were <laughs> elbowing everybody, but that's okay. I was there wearing my green sport jacket. Yes. You, you stood out well there, which was good, celebrating. Everyone knows who I am <laughs> with the green jacket. It's like, did he just win the Masters or does he just wear that all the time? <laughs> I, I hear that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've, got exactly. a, I've got an answer for that. I, I say 1978, one in 78. <laughs> but anyway, so... Big big night because you gave away lots of awards. Yes. Uh, the fire was there. Uh, yep. The Red Stars were there. That Red Stars guy, by the way, he's an excellent speaker. Yes, yes. Fire guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, yeah. Uh, but no, it was it was good. It was good. I think it was over close to 450. There was a packed house. Nice. Which was great and uh, celebrated all of the winners, coaches of the year, and then also the players, which was important too. Yeah. So, um, they were awarded, you know, given credit. We had a national champion there in Libertyville, yeah. which was pretty cool. And then also another national champion in the President's Cup with the, uh, with the Rush. So, you know, congrats to all those guys. Coach Tim Dean. Coach Tim Dean, yes. yes. Formerly a green-white coach, yeah, right, right, back in the day. So, right. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they did great. So um, really, really, really nice evening. Lots of good celebrations, and then we kind of continued on. So we was lucky enough to have two of the Chelsea guys uh, here with us this weekend. So we did some different things. We did our grassroots symposium. They did a, a really interesting formations workshop with. Uh, we had about close to twenty coaches there. So oh, I think that's they, great. Yeah, that's so a good they, turnout. Yeah, they got a lot out of it. I think, and certainly they can use that moving forward with their teams. And then we went into the city on uh, Sunday. Uh, a little south of the city to a, a brand new indoor facility, the Pullman Community Center, which we're hopefully going to utilize a little bit more with some of our city groups. Great. Fantastic facility. Brand new. Three uh, seven-a-side fields, basically, in there. Do you know what uh, town it's in? Is it? Uh... Um, it's really very close to Chicago State okay. University. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So right on the south side. I'll have to look. It's off of Woodlawn Avenue, I believe it okay. is. So. But, uh, yeah, so we got to use that, did a little clinic for our Soccer for Success players, which was great. So they had 22 of those kids out there. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, really good, busy weekend. And the Soccer for Success program, again, <coughs> is uh, an inner city program. Right. So we have a full time. So Ali Gerardo that I'm going to try to convince to get in and we're going to try and interview her at one point. Oh, uh, so bring her in so she can talk a little bit about the program. But she does a fantastic job of working with over 1100 kids, Amazing. you know, in, you know, in after school programs in, you know, before school programs. And this is free soccer. So we're funded but through U.S. Soccer Foundation right. and then also through uh, our office. And uh, it just gives kids an opportunity to play. And uh, really, really, really fantastic uh, 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 group of kids that really get to, to be able to be part of something that maybe they would never be normally part of. You know, if the U.S. is ever going to compete against the rest of the world, stuff like this has to happen. Yes. It can't just be a rich kid sport. Yes. So I, my, I tip my cap to you guys for that. Well, and I think if you look at the players that we saw, it was a high Latino group of players that were winning national championships. Right. You know, That's if true. you saw that, when you saw all the players standing up there, uh, it was a very diverse group of players. And yeah. uh, that's the... That's the people we need to engage, you know, yeah. in terms of getting more and more players out. Absolutely. Okay. It's uh, time for us to pick some games. Rick and, Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Pick the scores. Okay. I got to say, this week's game's uh, not that exciting. 
No, I think Saturday is going to be kind of rough. Yeah, but uh, let's go through uh, the games here that uh, NBC has on there. Uh, win 50,000 things. It's, yeah. We've done so well yeah, I don't for think our got, listeners. Yeah, not even close. Um, so, <laughs> the first game, uh, Man City at home, coming off a big loss, uh, playing against Burnley. Burnley is uh, somehow in the running mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I know. Finding ways to get results here and there, draws, wins, whatever it may be. Um, if Kevin De Bruyne is playing, I can see a win. You know, yeah. obviously he didn't play the other day. I don't know what happened. Supposedly he's in training, but he's not injured, so I don't know. Yeah, I think that, honestly, between us, I, th- I think they are just holding him out and saving him for the Champions League. I think you're right. Because they don't care anymore about the Premier League because they know that no matter what happens, it has no effect. Yeah. But they it, can't win it. Being in second place, who cares? Right. 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 They're not going to be in the Champions League. They don't have to worry about staying in the top four. Yeah. Keep your players healthy. Sure. If he plays, they win comfortably. If they don't, maybe only a 2-1 win. Okay. I have it as a 2-0 just because uh, – it's at home for Man City, and I just I think they're going to yeah. win it. We've got Aston Villa uh, at home against your boys, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, Aston Villa's got to be highly motivated because they need a result badly. I mean, yes. they're struggling big time. But Chelsea, after a big win, and you know, I, I think I think they're, they're starting to click again, which is great. They've got the young players coming in. Confidence is high. I'm going to say 2-0, Chelsea. All right, I've got it as 1-0. Because I know Estonville is going to park the bus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, West Ham at home. Mm. Another team that desperately needs a win yeah. against the Wolves. Right. Who are playing very well. Yeah, I, I think West Ham was a bit unlucky this weekend against Arsenal, to be the, fair. I think so, too. They played well. Probably should have won that game. You know, it was a little bit unlucky there. Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers are just being very consistent. They yeah. seem to be finding ways to win. But I think West Ham at home... I think they can definitely play well to uh, to Wolver- in terms of Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think they're going to get a result out of this match. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. That's exactly what I picked. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we've got Tottenham at home. This is a big game for Tottenham because yeah. they are sliding. Yeah. yeah and they're is... playing Man U, yeah. who is doing well. Yeah, big, big game. Um, Jose playing against his old team. I know, I know. And the problem with Tottenham is you just don't know who's going to be available you right. know, in terms of their players. Um, now, I saw a video online yesterday of Harry Kane. It looked like he's getting very close to coming back. Okay, okay. I don't know if he's going to be back this week. Probably yeah, not. But, yeah. Uh, uh, they might. I mean, obviously, you got they've got the Champions League match this week, which is a big one as well. So... After that result, could really stem as to how things go. Um, I think it, I think I'm looking at a draw. I think Jose's got that opportunity to park the bus again. So I'm yeah. I'm looking at a one-one draw. I think Man U's going to pull it out. I've got him winning one nil, and I also think Leipzig is going to knock Tottenham out. Yeah, yeah out it's not looking end. good. Yeah. All right, so we have Everton against Liverpool. That is the man. No, it's the Liverpool derby. Yes, the the Liverpool derby. Great match. Everton oh, played poorly, Oof. to say the least. Oof. <laughs> didn't didn't expect that. I was really surprised that as poorly as they were, Liverpool are going to be very very close to clinching at that point. Because wouldn't it be something if they clinch it against Everton? Yes, in the, exactly. Uh, in the derby, it could it could happen depending on how results take place. 
can't see anything other than a Liverpool victory. So I'm going to give them a, a 2-1 win. All right, I've got it 1-0. Okay. Uh, just because Liverpool's been having a hard time scoring lately. Yeah. But yeah. they're still very tough in the back. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's hard yeah. to score. Um, okay, so uh, it is then time for uh, Adam's uh, weekend TV tip. I'm, I'm, there it is. Right here. Hold on. <laughs> now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. It's not just a TV tip. It's a soccer TV tip. That's right. It's kind yeah. of a key thing. People yeah. don't come to us for, you know... Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You uh, know, it's funny because I walk down the streets and people say, Adam, what's your TV tip this week? And I'm like, just hold on. I can't really reveal that until the, the final part of the show. So you exactly. have to listen. So, yep. well, I think we're going to have to really be staying to. I mean, obviously, we have to watch what's going on with Man City up until this point. But I think it's that game you've got to watch is Everton-Liverpool. Could be a situation when they clinch it. We just don't know yet, depending on how results could take place and it would absolutely kill everton to have that happen on their home oh, field wouldn't, wouldn't it? that wouldn't that be amazing you know i watch uh, the men and blazers yeah uh, yeah and, and roger bennett is an everton fan yeah yeah and he is not just an everton fan he is a liverpool despiser i yeah. mean he absolutely hates liverpool anytime anything good happens to them it makes him sad. <laughs> and so he's been bracing himself yeah. all year for this uh, victory, and I think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what happens with Man City. I mean, right. They get a result. That's true. They get a draw. It doesn't really matter because they could still theoretically catch him, which that's is true. never going to happen, but it is what it is. All right. So that's uh, that's this week's show. A special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P. IHshows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. When Michelle and I were having some issues having babies, oh, I would have you to sure to- you want to share this? Sure, why not? So, so I would go to fertility clinics, and certain body fluids of mine had to be examined. So those body fluids had to come out of my body somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know where so, you're going with this one. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, go to a room, yeah. and everybody uh, knows what that room is for. <laughs> you know, there's magazines there. So, you do what you're supposed to do, right? Right, exactly. But then, like, okay, what is the appropriate amount of time I need to wait in this room? <laughs> because you go in there, it takes you 35 seconds. Tony Lasano Podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits <laughs> Podcast Network. The nurse gave me a cup, and I looked at her and I said, that's going to take me like six Six months to fill that up. <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about giant dashboard displays that may be coming to a car near you, plus an Austin Mini that sold for an insane amount of money. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.